Hey folks, welcome to Pro Football Ireland. Hey, listening to this on a on a crisp, breezy Sunday morning, potentially, or whenever you're listening to it, welcome in Michael McQuaid uh, here with a special guest today from Limerick, uh, a guy who is a senior editor at Stats Perform, but more so after the last few days, a Chargers fan, probably the biggest Chargers fan in Limerick. Uh, Andrew, can you, Andrew, uh, have I busted your surname there because it was panicking off off camera? No, you're absolutely correct. That's uh, Staley. S-T. Uh, no. Yeah. Andrew, um, I think I, I spoke to you a, co- a couple of years ago, and it's funny because, like, in in my mind, and it's look, it's, and I'm sure you'd agree because you're you're very active on social media with the NFL and different things, and we'll we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But like, when I think of like Limerick and the NFL, I think of Liam Ryan, the Vikings. And yourself and a few other lads. So when I seen the news, which we'll get to in a second, on on Friday around the Chargers, one of the first people I thought of was you. Um, I guess do you know what? First off, because it's your first time on this, tell us why you're a Chargers fan. How, how did you uh, charge yourself up back in the day? Good intro to that. Uh, I I like everyone else. When I was ten years old, maybe ten or eleven years old, tried to find a reason to stay up late um, before going to. We're going to school on Monday morning, and there was just this television show that I thought it was at the time of these lads running around really, really quickly, far quicker than your typical football players. And I was drawn to a couple of them. Uh, one of them was Isaac Bruce, and the other one was Ladanian Tomlinson. And naturally, ironically enough, the same colours, were very similar colours between the Rams and the Chargers at the time. And they ended up siding with Ladanian Tomlinson. Now, the exact reason for that, Michael, I can't tell you, but that's what stuck when I was 11 years old uh, in Back to 2002, yeah, he drafted no one, so it would have been his... A good his, summer. Sophomore, yeah, good summer, yeah, good God. That was good as a summer of 69 Q there, right through music. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. Um, and from there, I don't know, it just kind of stuck. That You just become kind of fixated when you're younger and following the same thing. And it was the Chargers forever since then, 20, 20 really happy years, as you can see from the stress lines on my forehead. Um, I ended up picking up the Padres then uh, with baseball as well. So it's just been this big San Diego love affair until I moved to Los Angeles. And I got to like adopt this anger, secondhand anger of them leaving a city I'd never been in anyway. Um, so that that was the Chargers. It was it was honestly pick a, pick a bloke on the television to beg your mother to stay up later so you can watch. And it was the Daniel Thomas and, and it's just, it's rolled on ever since. Uh, that's like in such a good way, that's my crack. It's like I only started watching it in 09. So like, the fact you've been watching this since Robbie Keane's going against Germany's class crack, but then you've seen, as you said, so much over time. It's that's just unreal, and it's it's funny, Andrew, because if I think it's one thing where like I went live with Jeff on Friday, and the podcast was on for people on on Saturday, where we were just sort of laughing beforehand. We're going, "Oh, what happens if something happens with the Chargers here?" And at least we'll be on and we'll talk about it. But I think it's important as well. Like it's it's obviously great to see the game grow in Ireland and from the last time that we spoke on a different podcast and now you've you've seen it grow in in so many different ways which is fantastic to see and long way that continue but I think it's important also to get an Irish voice on this whole situation because frankly like I and I'm going to jinx this now we're recording this in the middle of the Steelers game on Saturday night I don't see a situation between now and Black Friday where this happens to another coach because I think we're now too close to it happening but um no, you've you've been a fan for quite a while, right? Just just talk to us around this whole event on Friday because it's one thing, first off, a couple of years ago with that whole 
scenario against the Raiders for the playoffs. It's another thing with the Jacksonville Jaguars the year after with the comeback. And then it's another thing. I, I'm not sure if you stayed up. I, I should have checked that on Thursday night, but I'm not sure, you know, just what happened in Thursday night football. And then you had quite a day yourself on Friday, just, and then that all sort of came together in a beautiful interlude. Talk to us around that there and just, just your feelings, man, because obviously it does seem like it's the end of an era, obviously, with Telesco going, but with, with, with Steely going as well. It's just, it's a whole different direction for this team now, man. So the thing with the Treasures, and this has been definitely for the last 10 years, but kind of eternally, um, they're just soft. They're psychologically soft. You know when you play the Chargers, no matter how talented they are, they could be the absolute best team in the NFL. And that there was that one year, I think it was 06, where they had the best defense and the best offense in the entire league, still didn't win the Super Bowl. This doesn't happen. Um, they've always been like that. And I think a large part of it, Michael, is is to do with Telesco. We'll get on to Staley in a second, but he's more of a short-term issue. You want to call him an issue. Uh, but the, the overall holistic approach with Telesco has been he has a prototype. He wants to draft big guys. Um, he wants to draft really clean guys in terms of their attitude. And you know sometimes it'd be fantastic if you could win a Super Bowl with 53 Angels. It'd be brilliant. It just doesn't exist anymore. There needs to be an edge. Like if we were all to go and, and talk about the, the moral standpoints of every NFL player, it'd be a longer show than we have tonight. But sometimes you need them to have that edge, that background, and it, it generally makes you more successful than it, than not. Yeah, there's character concerns or whatever. But even when they dip their toe into the the you know the actual vetting of a player and, and where they are mentally, they signed JC Jackson to an eighty-two million dollar contract, and we saw how that worked out this year. You know, um, that just seemed to be I trust Brandon Staley on his philosophy here, and we just hope this works, and it didn't. Um, they need to be a bit more ruthless. I think the Chargers more so than anything else, they've drafted a prototype, uh, whereby I can tell you immediately. A good example last year, uh, Quinton Johnson, who we know has had a, a terrible year, especially when you compare him to the other rookie receivers. He would have been the number one receiver on pretty much nobody's board. Zay Flowers was there. They had the pick of them. Could have got Addison. Could have got whoever you want. Um, but everybody knew that they were going to go with Quinton Johnson because of his body type, and it's exactly what they wanted. Didn't make any sense. It still doesn't make any sense now, and that's not me after timing or being retrospectively clever. Everybody knew what Tom Tedesco was going to do because that's what they do. Everyone likes to make a joke of Dave Gettleman for his prototypes. Tom Telesco is the same. He just has a better haircut, so nobody says anything. Um, it, it's strange. That now kind of goes out the window, and you hope they take a small bit more of a, I want to say a psychotic approach, but a less kind of measured approach, and sometimes you just kind of want to swing for the fences as opposed to taking your singles and your doubles. They're a very, they're a very risk-averse franchise, or at least had been. Part of that is... Because of ownership, they haven't stretched the dollars. I know people talk about the cap or whatever, but there's still room you can have in the middle when your ownership are happy to foot bills. A lot of that comes from coaching and, again, steadily fit into the mold of a small to medium-sized paycheck at the time. Um, he came in because he could wow people in interviews, Michael. His schematics, I genuinely mean this, one of the most intelligent people they could ever have in a building. Um, Daniel Popper wrote an article for The Athletic where... Uh, obviously anonymous sources within the team said he was almost too smart for his own good, which I agree with um, because he had these unbelievably complex layers to coverages on the back end um, that people had to communicate depending on motion and stuff like this, depending on um, and on the way certain looks were, depending on uh, offensive formations. And the communication wasn't there because it was so complex. 
that was the really difficult part. And sometimes when you overthink it and don't let players play freely, you lose them. And that's what happened. The Chargers gave up multiple, multiple big plays on the back end week after week. And people wondered how it was because they had to think too much. If you can play, if genuinely, if you can play either cover two man or a cover six zone on alternate plays and have a better success than you would have had with your uh, week long install of your defense, then what does this say about you? It means that people aren't, people aren't um, executing it properly. And to have the gall to come in week after week and say, I believe in what we're doing here was was infuriating. So in a sense, the break is needed both holistically and practically. And this is the best thing and most unchargers thing the Chargers have done in well over a decade. And I'm incredibly happy about it. Uh, before we talk around more, and you've mentioned some fantastic points there, you literally moved house and this happened feels like like a whole new beginning for you man like this must be the best yeah. weekend of your life <laughs> yeah the best we get yeah it's, it's so strange is we bought a house for context um bought a house yesterday obviously you know yourself like when you when you're buying a house there's a million and one pdfs and all these forms you need to sort yesterday was the day we finally got the keys so we were able to step inside which was amazing um and then within seconds Genuinely, within the minute of me stepping inside the house, everyone had texted me saying, Stadley's gone, Telesco's gone. And, um, yeah, like I, I'd be a pretty measured kind of fella. Um, but my my partner, Rachel, turned to me because she's really into this. And I was like, yeah, 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 loved the house. Part of it was the house, of course it was. And part of it was the fact that we cleaned house in the organization. And it was just a magical duality that I don't think I'll ever be able to forget. It was great. I don't care what comes after this. The point is the process was very good. And the Chargers made a correct decision when they're typically risk averse. So I took the biggest gamble of my life in buying a house. And they seem to do themselves um, the same thing. So it seems like we're on the page for the first time in 20 years. I, I know you've already talked around this, right? And I'm not trying to repeat myself here, but the thing for me was, well, there's two different elements. First off, when I, I usually stay up on Thursday night and watch the games, but I had a, a very, very bad toothache. I was on, was on, was on antibiotics and fell asleep. Woke up and watched the game at 40, but when I woke up and seen the score, there was obviously a viewpoint of, well, after everything, and yes, I understand there's three weeks of the regular season left, he can't like steal he can't survive that last three weeks after a performance like that that was my viewpoint but at the same time part of me even fought on friday like well he's got away with so much before what does three weeks mean and then it happened but i was i was surprised and this is gonna sound mad but i was surprised they cleaned house i was surprised tedesco went as well now this goes into the whole obvious discussion point do you believe that there might be different forces at play here. We all know what's going on in New England. I mean, do you have thoughts on Bill Belichick or do you just want to enjoy the last three weeks of the season? So you're absolutely correct in saying that you couldn't believe it happened because most franchises you think, yeah, that's absolutely the correct decision. The Chargers have never done that because realistically, what is three weeks? But I think it was the emphatic nature of the loss to your divisional rivals where they said this actually can't go on because you set a precedent. They've been they've been soft setting this precedent for three years under him, right? You lose by the everyone knows the Chargers have won score games. The the worst thing that could have happened in that was them losing by four. That was the worst thing that could have happened because you just kind of bite the bullet and, and keep them on for three weeks. And uh, there needed to be a statement where people realized this was unacceptable. And I'm glad that it happened. As far as Bill Belichick goes. 
first of all, I think the amount of money that you'd need to get him is ridiculous. They might there, there is a sense even that if he wasn't let go by the Patriots, you might have to trade draft capital for him. They definitely won't do that. Um, I, I can't see it. I don't see why you would. Um, they're going to get a really smart offensive mind in there. That's that's going to be their their go to first and foremost because they now know that Justin Harper is the future of everything. And that's what they have to do. I mean, for God's sake, I, was, I saw something before. It was like Justin Herbert's record versus a, your typical quarterback when your team give up fewer than 30 points. And it's just it, like that kind of stuff just irks me to no end because if you had a half decent defensive mind, which you can get, you know, you can get coordinators that are half decent. Getting someone to maximize Justin Herbert is the thing that puts you over the top. And that's going to be the way it is. I don't think Bill Belichick is the answer to that. Um, but you do need some level of discipline in the building as well because Brandon Staley, I don't know if you've ever seen some of the mic'd up stuff, but some of the cringiest, like, trying to be friends with his players moments, and you're just like, you know, may- maybe maybe the reason they keep uh, giving up these third and 21s is because after they do it, you go, okay, we'll get them next time we're at third and 21 instead of instead of benching them. You know, it's, I don't know. This, like, I the, the general consensus among Chargers fans is they want this, kind of someone sub 50 and they want like your Ben Johnson types of Detroit, right? Which makes sense because yeah, offensive mind, the blueprint is there. And if you can make Jared Goff look like how they'd made him look in the first particularly 10 weeks, what can you do with Justin Harper? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see who the Chargers bring in. Andrew, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to the end and get your pick on that for the crack and see and then try and match it up on the on the day that, that is released. I guess the one thing is if, if you do clean up shop now and yes, you've got three games left, you have that benefit or that positive point of you've got so much more time before the off-season starts and you've got more and more time for the team to prep and then for the next guy to come in to prep as well. So I guess to that point, it does make sense also for teams. I I want to take the lazy journalist narrative because on Friday, on Friday afternoon in the States, we've seen guys talk around the, the cap hits, the fact that there's multiple guys with serious amounts of money owed to them Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Keenan Allen, uh, Mike Williams as well. Uh, I think Jesse Jackson is owed money, even though he's no longer with the team. I'll double check that. I could be wrong. But do you think that's a lazy narrative? Because in my sense, if it doesn't matter who goes in here. If you are of the right offensive mind, you've got a hell of a quarterback, Justin Herbert, and you can build youth around him. Like this is, I know he's entering is the, the last year of his rookie contract financially. But he's the future of the team. You're building around him, and that's what you're going to go for. And if it is a reset, it's it's an acceptance from the ownership that this is going to take time, and they have to be ready for that. Yeah, I like. I actually, I think it's it's something like those four players you mentioned that they make up fifty eight percent of of next year's capital or something. That's crazy because they went all in this year. They felt they were in a position to do it. You know, they restructured everything. Um, some of them, weirdly enough, you can justify. Like Mike Williams tore his ACL. Keenan Allen said one of the best years of his entire career at the age of 31 no problems with that like if you can keep him on one thing i will say about those four contracts you keep absolute maximum two of them going forward you do have to cut your losses and probably buy the cap hit in 2024 um it, it seems to me like joey bosa because of the history of injuries is the one you likely get rid of uh, it's it's very hard to make the case to keep joey over khalil mack with khalil mack is i think at the time of recording the sack leader in the nfl or at least was up until uh, before today uh, so how do you cut ties there and say we're going to keep on to Joey Bosa just because we drafted him? I, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's ridiculous. Uh, Mike Williams says the injury history, we're aware of it. Um, good receiver on his day, but again, he's just totally injury prone. Keenan Allen has at least 
graduated from that narrative, um, they're they're going to cut loose a lot of those contracts. And I often think a part of it is to do with not just the current situation, Brandon Staley and those being Staley's guys. It's more to do with Tom Telesco because Keenan Allen, 2013, Joy Bosa, 2015. These are long-standing servants of the team. And if you do have that break and you want it clean, maybe you do cut those ties, you know? I don't think anyone would have said Joey Bosa had a bad NFL career, hampered by injuries, of course. But at the age of, I think he's 30 years old now, do you really want to take a, a risk on that and uh, extend him beyond it? I don't think so. Those max restructures happened and they, they tried to win a championship this year. They barely won a bloody game. Uh, so it seems like uh, an utter waste of time. And I, I do think you need to buy that bullet and just accept you were wrong. I think if they can look at themselves eternally and say, we made a mistake on this, it's easier to do it. If they try and salvage it, it becomes one of those weird years in between where you're not quite resetting and you're not quite being fully competitive and they're awful because of draft position come end of year. Um, and you don't get to the point you need to be at quick enough because you weren't you were too proud to, to admit that you've made a mistake. I'd like to think that ownership in the next hire, which again, I know we, the, the buzz is all around who's going to be the next head coach, if the next general manager doesn't come from the Philadelphia Eagles organization or the San Francisco, or the San Francisco 49ers organization, um, I'll be so upset because they just seem to be doing it better than everyone else at the moment. And it, that tree just seems to to create some of these masterminds with Cap. Um, yeah, I think that's that's going to be the point of emphasis. Um, I, I really don't know what they're going to do with head coach. Part of me wants the, the 55, 60-year-old veteran to come in and start... You know the the well his yearly flirtation with the league under it started no no spoilers you're gonna ask me for a pick at the end yeah Um, yeah. you know but it it it, there there's an element of me where now they've done the they've done the 39 year old who is really good at drawing up game plans and it just hasn't worked because everyone walks all over him when they don't understand it there's no demand for competitive spirit competitive nature and actually just achieving um, and I don't think they can go down that route anymore. Even if there was a good hire and they fit those criteria, I think there would be too many parallels um, to Brandon Staley if they do that. I just don't think they can go down that road anymore. It's going to have to be someone that's well-respected in the league and can maximize players' efforts because I think what we saw more so than anything else over the last three years is psychologically they weren't at the races ever. And no matter how good your team is and how good a concession you're going to make in that front, if you're not being held to account just not good the whole narrative last year and a year before was the charge taking the step up to the next level and herbert for example taking the step up to challenge for the west and challenge the chiefs last year even going into arrowhead the hype before that last year where that team was and where it now is is so it's so different does it annoy you as somebody that analyzes the game but also as a fan first and foremost that you look at how the west has been down this year in the sense of Mahomes, frankly, is struggling with his wide receiver core, and he's struggling with Kelsey as well at times. You've seen how the Broncos have found a way to improve, but they're nowhere near the finish box as far as I'm concerned. And the Raiders are the Raiders. It, it just seems, again, like another missed opportunity, which we've seen pay for this week. I think an awful lot of the excuses you can make internally, it's a really hand narrative to have if you're the Chargers to just say, oh, we, we weren't good enough to beat the Chiefs. That doesn't mean you're not good enough to win a playoff game because they're so good. This is the year where actually 
coming into it, it was who was going to win the West, the Chargers, the Chiefs. And the Chargers, by an absolute distance, have been the worst team in the division, at least in my book, from watching them week in, week out. Embarrassed. You could say the Raiders might be in that conversation, but they can't be because they just put 63 off on the Chargers this week. Um, you're in utter embarrassment and you no longer have the crops to fall back on. The, so, like the Chiefs are a superpower. This division was rubbish this year. Absolutely terrible. Mahomes is going to be on the road for the first time in his career in a playoff game. Um, and that was a completely attainable division. And what happened? You weren't even able to get involved in the conversation. You know, for I agree with you in saying that the Broncos are an unfinished article, but they're in a genuine conversation about winning the division title when they're nowhere near complete. And if the Chargers had led up to even 70% of their billing preseason, they'd also be in that conversation. Um, Absolutely. I am, as someone who wants the whole thing torn down, this is the best thing that could have happened. If we lost by four points on Thursday night, it would have been miserable. I was I was delighted um, to see it absolutely piling up because I knew this is what it would take. They have been so, so conservative with everything they've done, and it just becomes this subconscious acceptance of mediocrity, and that is no longer the case anymore. They might make a bad decision from here, but it wasn't due to the process, and that's the key. A couple of ones to finish off with, Andrew. We'll get you, get you back to the game. And yeah, we're, we're, we're chatting before that Broncos-Lions game. Let, let's see what happens there. Um, who do you think is going to make a run for the Super Bowl in February in Vegas? If you had to give me your two teams now, and if you want to shout out if there is any party in Limerick, let, let people know, because we're all about you know letting people know the crack, if you know of one at the moment. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a big party in Flannery's on Denmark Street. There always is come Super Bowl time. So if you're in Limerick, um, I think generally the UI Vikings who are the team down here, they kind of organise it. Shout out to them, boys. Good lads. My lads. Apologies, I don't get out for more games. Sundays generally tend to be a bit crazy. Um, I said at the start of the year, I thought the Ravens would win the Super Bowl. Um, I don't foresee it now with the injury to Mark Andrews. If they go deep in the playoffs, there's a chance he might return. Uh, Lamar's played at a very, very high level. Zay Flowers is that gadget that they haven't had. They've managed to resurrect Odell Beckham. It's been very strange. They're doing this on their 42nd choice running back at this point. As if you play fantasy football, they're trying to pick their backfield apart. It's ridiculous. As of what you can do here. And then you've got a quarterback who might be the best running back in the team anyway. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I would still probably say with the Ravens to win a Super Bowl even now. I, just, I, f- I feel like if I, if I diverted, I wouldn't be diverting to a good enough stance. I think an awful lot of the teams that people would like to see win the Super Bowl have kind of faded away ever so slightly. That being the Lions, of course, everyone would love the Lions to win the Super Bowl. I just, of course, it'd be the best story of the year. They've they've been as weak psychologically as the Chargers in the last three weeks, so it just feels like it's fallen off a cliff, unfortunately. I think there was a real romantic story about potentially the the Packers having a rejuvenation under Jordan Love, uh, not Dan Marino, Jordan Love. Um, just so we're all aware, that's that's a thing. Um, I don't know. I. A part of me thinks the obvious answer is the Dolphins, but then I, I don't see that being an obvious answer ever. To, to be honest with you, it feels like the most open a Super Bowl has ever been, at least in the last seven, eight years. There's no obvious answer. There's no one big superpower. I'd stick with the Ravens just for the sake of it. Um, I don't know. I had Ravens over Eagles. I wouldn't, geez, I wouldn't pick the Eagles to be the Chargers at the moment. Um, it's just it's, it's difficult. I really don't know. I'll stick with the Ravens to give you an answer, but hey. my... My overall deduction is that you can take your pick, and if you were having, if you were having any sort of wager with your mates, I would go with the the outsider just to seem smart come the end of the year. I love it. I, yeah, I think I think like to see a couple of outsiders, especially in the wild card, going through and make a run would be cool to see. And I agree. I'm I'm really enjoying the, the renaissance of, of Odell in Baltimore. It feels like 
he just sort of came in to LA a little bit. Yeah. One and that was it. So I'm glad he's actually trying to earn his keep. We we bit now. I'm gonna rile a few people up from saying that. Uh, right to end off. Tell us who you want to be in charge next year. I I'm I'm saying it now. I think Belichick's going, hundred percent. And I think he, I think I would lo- just for the sake of having something to talk about for six months. There's always a debacle in Chicago. There's always the flirtation with Jim Harbour and three or four different teams, and then it ends. If Belichick became both a GM and head coach, and I know that's it's not a home run by any shape or form, just by any shape or form with the ownership situation in LA, but there's your off season straight up. Justin Herbert, Bill Belichick, give him another ten years. Bill Belichick coming in as GM with his drafting history, I'm not sure anyone would be over enthusiastic about that. Oh, here, don't even start there, like Jesus. Paul <laughs> Strange in the first round. Uh, no, but look, realistically, uh, it's going to be Ben Johnson. That, that, there is no doubt in my mind that's who they're going to hire, which will upset me greatly because it's it's a very Brendan Stadius player. It it really is, and that that seems to be although they've completely. Uh, cleaned house and they're going to have this squeaky new philosophy with a commitment to win. They're going to take an unproven coordinator as a head coach and it's going to backfire. And that's just, that's typically what happens. He may run a really good offense, but then we'll lack the discipline. I am so sick to death of these new kid in the blocks, early 40s types coming in and not having the discipline or not holding people to account. I want somebody to walk into the Chargers uh, dressing room and tell them they've been an embarrassment for 10 years and that's now going to change. Um, I genuinely am a Jim Harbaugh person. I've I've always been a Jim Harbaugh person that really annoys people because um, he's incredibly divisive to a degree. If you've had the ten years of ill discipline that the Chargers have had, and just people people just pussyfooting around it, I just am so sick to death of somebody um, not touching the issue that's clearly in front of them. Beat reporters got in trouble from the team by questioning people's integrity and questioning their commitment to win and discipline. And it was so clearly obvious to everyone that's watched the Chargers week in, week out. They're basically a meme, Michael. They are. They're an actual meme of a team because people know exactly what's going to happen. And until somebody says that to them or has the balls to say it to their face, and there's a very short list of people doing that, and they all need to be over the edge of 50 in this league, it's just going to keep continuing because the ownership is soft. General managers typically been soft. And the head coaches that they, they kind of wanted to bring in are soft. They have this weird philosophy that they think they can be smarter than everyone. Brandon Staley is the smartest coach they, they could have ever hired. And look what happened. He was so intelligent, he got himself fired. Um, it's just bizarre. I just I want I want the old head. We haven't had an old head since Marty Schottenheimer in 2000. God knows what. Give away my age. Um, 2007. God. Um, I, yeah, that, that's where I want to go. I want Harbaugh in. The, the cost to try and help Big Michigan isn't even worth talking about. And it's certainly not something they're going to foot. I, I don't even know if you could find the return on investment for them if you didn't win the Super Bowl. Is it isn't something like Michigan were offering eleven million dollars for the year. It's just not from it's not going to be replicated. Like if, if he wins if he was to win the playoff mm. and with everything that's happened in Michigan this year, mm. I think I think <laughs> I think it could be time like genuinely, I think you can go, well, I've had my fill here. Let's go. Yeah. In a, in a way, it's not the same extent of a story as Belichick, but the intrigue that Harbaugh brings with him um, probably gets a lot of eyes on the team. It probably makes them a focus again. Uh, you know this from preseason Chargers chat. They're always the the ones everyone likes to the talk darlings. about. They're darlings. Though. They've won the offseason again because they've signed this 31-year-old veteran linebacker that was half uh, the pace again. Eric Hendricks, 
Got rid of Drew Tranquil, put him on the Chiefs, signed Eric Hendricks. Oh, weirdly, this 31-year-old linebacker can't move. Who saw that coming? Um, <laughs> it, this is ridiculous. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm at the point. Genuinely, I'm at the point where I will just take somebody to shout at someone. I just need someone angry. That's where I'm at with this. And if that's just me portraying my emotion to you right now, that I just need someone angry, then that's that's what the charges are. It's weird to take 20 years of footballing deduction and just say you need someone to shout. But they've needed someone to shout now my entire life. And if it's not me, it better be somebody paid a lot more than me. And that's, that's where I've landed. Andrew, at least going into year 21 next year of your fandom, uh, or year 22, you're going to have a new era. Uh, definitely... If if Big Billy turns up in SoFi, I'll I'll definitely give you a shout out to get you on. Maybe see you in the mirror over the next couple of months. Thank you so much for coming on, Andrew. I'll drop your socials in the bio and uh, chat to you soon. Thank you, mate.